ten years. Three boys. One question. Are we friends? Hello and welcome to Are We Friends? And this is our second take, and it makes it twice as true that Edward James Almost's most famous appearance, according to IMDb, <laughs> is in fact Battlestar Galactica. I am your co-host, Taylor. I am your co-co-host, Brian. And I'm Jorge. And this is the number one show where you can find such information like that and the fact that this is a show about three boys who've gone through their interests one at a time to see if they are actually still friends anymore or if it's just inertia. This week, Stop. we are... So, uh, it's the okay. third, third time around is actually the first <laughs> time that you said something that I believe to be correct, which is that the that IMDb considers Battlestar Galactica to be what Edward James Almost is most famous for. Yeah. If that is your which only means point, most people, which it can't it's a democratic be, list. because if you came up with it. that data point after you were already wrong. <laughs> after the the issue was that I said Edward James I'm sorry, Almost. should we check the recording? Because I believe it's the gone. only thing on Oops. the recording is Oops, that you gone. agree with me. Sorry. So with that in mind. So Taylor believes that Edward James Almost is a reference to Battlestar Galactica and that he's not known for not? anything else. No. It's not. It really isn't. <laughs> Just mm. the best part of that is the best part of that is, and it's because there was an announcement regarding Dexter. But I just associate him with Dexter. The second Agreed. someone says his name, I go, "Oh yeah, Dexter." And then, I'm which like, is definitely not what <laughs> he's Edward most James famous for. Almost, but yes, he's in Dexter. It's not remotely what he's no, best known, but it's also for, what but I yeah, associate him with. No, it's just what we associate. No, it took me with a him. while. Yeah. It took me a while to get Michael C. Hall out of Dexter for me. You don't like, have I, to. I you saw can, him. You can keep him in there. I love Michael C. Hall, and he should be over. He took over the role of Hedwig and Hedwig and yeah, the Angry Inch from Neil Patrick Harrison. Like, oh my God, yeah, he's doing the splits and singing and dancing his yeah. little ass off. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ, don't walk over those abs in a fucking wedged heel. He's incredible and gorgeous, but no, he's still Dexter, like when he's not in character. Yeah. Like, he he's really yeah. talented. <laughs> he did the MC yeah, in yeah. Cabaret before he did Dexter. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I forgot about it. Because that's another one. That role is always going to be Alan Cumming uh, yes. for me because of the 1996 revival. I watched that. Wait. the mo- yeah, I watched good. the movie. I feel like the you mean because the movie. Also, he is also... No, no. The, yeah, because of the movie, that was before Alan Cumming. Yeah, uh, yeah that's Alan Joel Cumming Gray and Liza. Oh. Yeah. Why do I... You said that's his name movie, and I though. immediately saw him in the, the position of the... Was do you want to know where you know Alan Cumming from? He is fluke. Oh, I know that. Spy kids. I, of course okay, I know yeah, that. Right. I thought you were going to say Son of the Mask, and I was just going to kill Ooh, myself on oh air. Oh, so. God. Okay, what are we he talking is, about? He's... This, not this week, so, but this special extra bonus episode that we this have. this bonus. This special extra bonus episode is being brought to you in the midst of a halloween roast for a very special extra occasion, and that is this week, the final episode of season two of The Boys dropped. So we want to talk about the entire second season. Not not to last week. Not to if but you. But I'm sorry. Is it more than seven days ago? Uh, well, this week I feel like starts on Sunday or Monday, depending on who you are. Oh, uh, now who's making up data points after they already might be wrong? It came out last Friday. 
Yeah. I will oh, say so that. this week it came out. How you doing? That's you really think like, it works like that? It gives you really think this week refers week. to any like time within the last seven days purely. I will show you two calendars, one of which says the week starts on Sunday and the other says the week starts on Monday. So clearly we haven't come to a consensus. Yeah, it's and Sunday or Monday. Those are necessarily true. <laughs> no, oh, so wait, absolutely not. Tuesday to on. Tuesday is one week. Correct. That's within the week. So the logic yeah, is this week. So the logic is <laughs> if there's no hard consensus on something, it can be anything you want. <laughs> That's what Absolutely. you just said. It's yeah. not for sure Sunday or Monday, but those are the yeah. only two options, basically. So it can be anything. <laughs> yeah. That, what? Absolutely. What kind of are you kidding me? A week ago today is not like, I don't know, Sunday minus a couple of days. Like, no, a week ago today the is Wednesday started. when we're recording this. That's this week. Not this calendar week. A That's calendar week is only about. Sunday or That's Monday, but like within the week. Within the week. So I, wait, but then tomorrow can't be this week because this week. Yeah. Or there's a 14-day period is. that is all this week because it would be seven days forward, seven days back. <laughs> all right. Do we have to like split between there's like week is calendar week versus like senite? It came out this senite. This last seven-day, you know, within, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, the last episode of The Boys dropped this senite, and we want to talk about how fucking awesome it was, and I'm super excited for it because I rewatched the first Ugh. season too, not being able to be here for the first time we talked about The Boys. That's or right. as I like to call it, oh shit, the TV show. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's oh shit slash throw up in my mouth sound, the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> I had the absolute pleasure of watching the second season with Emily because she wanted to watch and we, she hadn't seen the first season yet. Like, are you sure? Because, you know, it's pretty good. Like, I don't really think I'm going to be into it. So we watched the recap episode zero thing. And then I was explaining for the first episode kind of like where she is and then got so into it. We went right back and started watching the first go. season. Yeah, you really it was awesome. should. Yeah. Uh, so what What are some <laughs> what, are, what are y'all's opinions of the second season overall? I love compared it. to the first it was season. Super great. Really? It took this is the thing about it. So one, I want to formally say that uh, this show got actively review bombed because it switched to a weekly schedule for its release. Like there was there were three episodes out and everyone fucking started trash. Like there was a, a sharp decline in quality or in like reviews. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god. And then I watch them and I'm like, this is the same show. Like they haven't done, yeah. nothing has dropped so hard in quality. And it was like looking it up. It was just, everyone was mad or a bunch of people who aren't, you know, whatever. No, were mad I, and that I, it switched to a weekly thing. I got to say. In it, the words of a dope uh, villain Stormlight, that's just a bunch of beta cuck snowflake <laughs> reviewers trying to rip down the thermometer. Like, yeah, what, whatever. I, it was awesome. <laughs> it was great. I gotta. I mean, there's a lot I like about it, but I gotta mm-hmm. say, it was a sharp decline in quality. And I watched it. I watched it all I, in one run. I did too. Chen and really? I talked at length about very specific parts about why it was much worse than the first season. Well, let's just Obviously, dig into so that. Sam, why? Very interested to hear this. So, <laughs> yeah, for me, the the first season uh if you listen to our last episode like the 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 all the discussions we had were largely revolved around characters right we very little mm-hmm. talked about like any of the particulars of like the gore and the action that happened in the in the first season for me like the entire fascination was with what these characters are doing like in which ways they've been corrupt and what emotionally icky thing sure. that they're doing the second season was like they were going for that sometimes there i mean there's 
it just it, I don't think it had any of the finesse that the first season had. To me, it turned into a whole okay. like more pulpy like oh this is just a gory superhero show now, which I'm down for. It was like mad fun. Oh, but I, I didn't have like was I don't <laughs> I don't see myself so, being able to have anywhere near the same conversation. I also want to I also want to say Jorge. something. I also want to say something Go real quick it. about our first episode because this is this got brought up in another group chat. Shannon, who I love, is unequivocally wrong about Alan Moore and Watchmen. She said that it was it felt like it was written by someone who loves superheroes. I said that. Oh, no. sorry. Then you're incredibly wrong about Watchmen. It is the biggest deconstruction of superheroes since that like it is a hundred percent Alan Moore going, I hate superheroes, and here's what they would look like in real life. They would look like a bunch of stupid syncophanic idiots. Like he hates them. There's yeah, nothing meant- about that that is positive towards superheroes. You mentioned it on the episode. Sidebar. Too. Sidebar. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I didn't there's think. a. <laughs> I got questions about a, it, so I didn't realize it was not. Uh, or did, I, I addressed it. Sorry. Quick sidebar. Uh, for Alan Moore, there is a fabulous interview where the interviewer is asking him, like, tell us a little bit, like, what you think about the craft. And he says, well, I think that words are magic. And at first, <laughs> you have a break <laughs> and you think, oh, that's really nice. And then he begins to speak again, like, no, 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 seriously. I believe that they cause certain disturbances in, like, the metaphysical atmosphere of the world. Like, yeah. and make manifest like things. Magic. Like, words are magic. Like, okay, Alan Moore, <laughs> glad you wrote your books. Never want to hear anything out of you again. <laughs> like, we are... <laughs> done with yeah, Alan Moore. I, I have to say, like, it, regardless of how he actually feels about it, the, the point I was making there was that in Watchmen, it is like... it. I like it in the same way I like superhero stuff. You know, it just it feels like very good superhero stories in, like, a very cool, more meta, new type of way. The Boys is, like, feels, feels very anti-superhero. Are, feels you, are like, you talking about the book or the movie? I'm talking about the graphic novel, mostly. Okay, yeah, the... I... That's just a difference of opinion then, because I 100%, like, that book hates superheroes. <laughs> like, everyone so, is either a feckless coward or a piece of shit. Like, there's no, I don't, I, I never saw any, like, it's just a meta thing, but it's still superhero. Like, I fundamentally disagree with that. I think a lot about Rorschach so, so I think and, they're and both Night Owl for regardless. Yeah. Yeah. On your on your point, Jorge. So like I get the idea of like exposing the corruption and that's a lot of the the thrust that you enjoy in that first season. Right. Like seeing in what Mm -hmm. different ways like power is corrupted or like how this society would treat someone who had like awesome abilities like that. Right. That's that's what you were saying. Like that was like the the big thrust for you. Yeah, I think it it was about I feel like it was still working much (laughs) off of the strength of the the comic book series. So I think um, with and it might be a format thing or like it might be a story thing. Um, I get that that wasn't there in the second season as much because that ex- that corruption's already been exposed. So like when you show when like Stormlight comes around, Stormfront Storm comes around yeah. in the first yeah two episodes, and you know she's like, oh yeah, she's like keeping it real and saying what everyone's thinking. Like yeah, I get it. Like you can't fool me for a second season. I know this isn't gonna be good. I'm just waiting to see how it's not gonna be good you know so like that i feel like it would be really weak if they just played the same trick again for the second or like the sure. same structure again sure, so they sure, had sure. to do something a little bit different in order to continue the story along and like i was really happy with how they moved it along and a lot of the critiques that they made like every episode emily and i talked about like yeah that was that was pretty that was pretty cool that was pretty cool how they did that i i like that well also and i'm just gonna i'm gonna say this now 
massive spoilers for oh, yeah. everything. We, oh, we, yeah. we, we waited until the whole thing was out. We're going to talk about it. Spoiler, spoiler. If you haven't seen it, go fucking watch it. But would, spoiler Town, USA. Like, um, oh, sure. Yeah, go watch it. Um, okay. Now that we're in spoiler, we've, we've driven in and we've given our passport to the guy at the front gate of Spoiler Town. Let's... We parked the car, turned it <laughs> off. It's the side, yeah. small St. Peter of the gave you the, you know, told you, like, hey guys, if you go past these gates, you know, um, you're not in Kansas anymore. Our bobbleheads have stopped shaking. Well, for, yeah. for me, what was interesting about it was, in a way, and it's not, it's in a way, it is not the same. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to, to claim that. But, like, there is a different type of corruption and exposure and commentary on the corruption in this by the, but, but it's by other people this time. So we have our, we have the seven or the remnants of the seven at this point because of the fucking mess that was the first season in terms of their uh, group. But like we have, like we were talking about Stormfront who is this, you know, anti PC fucking whatever, uh, you know, person. And we'll talk about her for, we could talk about her the whole fucking episode. Um, but, like, that, like, recognition of the exposure of what happened before is in itself another form of corruption. In the, Like, it is another ploy and a corporate thing in this that ends up more getting out of hand than it is, like, a solid plan. But, like, that's also by the people who are pulling the strings yeah. and doing different things, even though it's pointing out and, you know, shitting on the previous plan that they had. It's a very... I get what you mean about that it's not the main focus, but, like, it just does it in a different way and actually shows how that conflict can be manufactured. Are you talking about, like, the corporate-level corruption? Like, the what what Vought is doing throughout? Like, the corporate-driven cultural corruption. The idea like stewing of, this yeah. conflict because it's profitable. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. like don't let it stop, even though we know it's going to get out of hand. But until then, like uh, Stan Edgar's speech when he's talking to Billy Butcher uh, in like the second to last or the yeah. last episode where he goes like, like, how the hell can you work with her? Like, well, you know, she's an inconvenience for now, but she drives up profit shares yeah. and that's fine. Stormfront you know, like, is very you know, good at making people afraid. And, and it's like, yeah, yeah. or angry. Ang- or angry, yeah, sorry, angry. So, like, Thank you. So for him, it works. And even though like he they have that line really real, he admits like, no, I'm a black man. And of course, I hate her. <laughs> but like, I have a bigger thing to do and I can't afford to do this. Like, I'm a neoliberal. I'm going to put profit on top of anything. But else. see, that's my you know, like it's one of the things for me is like the exact way you put it is pretty much the way that the dialogue plays out. He just he just directly tells Billy Butcher. Yeah, this is exactly where we're yeah, at with it, how we feel about it, what we're doing. But that's how everybody talks. Yeah, I mean, like Stormfront during the big reveal is like, yeah, I'm a Nazi and I hate other races because I'm a Nazi. That was the one thing I hated about this storyline is that she was an actual like Gerber, Goebbels, Himmler, Nazi. Like I hated really? that because it, it's sort of like, yeah, because the things that, what, okay, can I tell you my favorite three minutes out of this entire fucking season? It's uh, not by any main actor. It's by Charlie fucking Kuntz, who you might know as Fat Neil. Um, from community yeah. <laughs> in the beginning of like episode six or five, there's a three minute, there's like a three minute montage where, um, Charlie Coons, fat Neil, I character didn't even have a name, wakes up every morning and he's got like OAN or Fox news equivalent playing in the background. And it's just Stormlight saying things like there are, you know, 
super terrorists coming across our borders every single day keep america safe again like playing all the things and like there's a graggly voice he's listening to on the radio clearly like an alex jones like stand in that he's going for but he's a normal guy like he kisses his mother goodbye he has coffee every day you know like kind of looks at the girl like smiles hello doesn't do anything creepy and like it just takes the full three minutes to see the full cycle of radicalization where he shoots his clerk because he's a brown guy who he thinks saw a glimmer in his eye like in his line like are you one of them are you bulletproof motherfucker and he shoots him in the face like that was the coolest fucking three minutes and to show like that power that beyond the literal power that these superheroes have when you give so much cultural force and you like amplify it because it is profitable something like that like this is the result I, something like this i completely agree with the strength of that scene i also thought that was it's dope amazing. and fat yeah. neil's reaction after he shoots him oh is like we need to get yeah. this guy more roles exactly so yeah good. oh he was incredible I, I um and that but that but that kind of like that kind of side work like the the looking at like some of the something further away from the action some of the st- stuff that's happening on the side because of this mm-hmm. looking at not just so directly saying things for how they are like that kind of stuff. I love dude. Like any, any amount of subtlety with what's going on. I'm like all for this except is, for yeah. when uh Stormfront is getting beat up by starlight and queen Maeve. Awesome. Dude. Kimiko that fight scene oh. was so over the top and oh. awesome. So That's cathartic. Sick. Like, yeah, you beat yeah. up that Nazi. Yeah. Girls get it done or whatever. Full circle. I don't give a shit. Oh, beat that the was, shit out yeah. of that Nazi. But when, I think it's Frenchy when he's just like, girls do get it done. Yeah. And I was just like, There's, that's fucking hilarious. It's fucking and hilarious. satisfying and great. 100%. I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen a scene. They always, Quentin Tarantino does it at the end of Death Proof where it's just three women standing around one person and just beating the shit out of them. And like, the, yeah, the cuts you do in that situation <laughs> make the whole scene. But like, if you do the cuts right, and make the the, yeah. the punches have enough impact comes off super super well i think <laughs> it was very it was what was funny about it was so there are there are two women empowerment scenes in the last two big avengers movies there's an actually good one mm-hmm. in uh avengers infinity war which has its own problems but there is a satisfying nice scene where black widow is about to get fucking murdered and she's like you're going to die at uh, Proxima Midnight. He's like, you're going to die alone. And then Okoye and Scarlet Witch, and I think someone else, or, but basically all of the women that are available right now are like, she's not. And they fucking beat the fuck out of uh, Proxima yeah. Midnight. Nice earned moment in yeah, that it's really, it's really sad. Like when I was in the theater, I was like, oh shit, that ruled. And then in Endgame, there is a very, we are setting up for, I think it's A-Force or whatever, but there's a all-women's Avenger group at one point in the comics. And it's very like, look at this scene we're setting up. And I'm like, I hate this. Cause do, you know what, do you know what it felt like? It felt like the campaign in the beginning of the second season. Like, girls, hmm. get it done. That's, and I think that's exactly like, what it was. That's what I'm saying. I think the, yeah. the yeah. boys did a great job of parodying the corporate version of that and then giving a legitimately satisfying female empowerment like scene of having these characters just be like we're fucking awesome and fuck you like um so i i credit the boys for doing that but the um the thing that was interesting to me about stormfront is i think for us and for hopefully a lot of people um she is very obvious and very like you know 
clear, hello, I'm the villain, I'm blah, 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 blah. And the show definitely doesn't make any bones if they're like, this fucking bitch, she's a villain. Like Her name is Stormfront. Well, but this is the thing. I can't stress this enough. There is an Instagram thing I follow. I feel like I might have talked about this, or I might have talked about this in uh, off off mic. But there is a there was an Instagram thing I ended up incidentally following because I looked at one of their things because they had a take on some movie and I was like, oh whatever. And they during like episode two or three of the boys, they were like, they put out a tweet that just said, the boys. I love the uh, the boys has an SJW woman villain. I love this show. And I'm like, and and by the way, everyone in the comments was immediately like, I don't think you understand what that is because she was against (laughs) the women's thing in the show. And then all the comic fans were like, Stormfront's a Nazi, Stormfront's a Nazi. I don't know what to fucking tell you. She's literally the opposite of what you're talking about. But like the fact that there are takes like that seems to suggest that either we're just super split as a country or we're just too into the thing and that we could easily catch something that was a little more subtle for casual viewers. I don't know. And maybe it's just a dude had a fucking dumb take, but it was interesting to me to see that someone like had that take of it. You know That's what I mean? I, yeah. Um, I mean, I but see I agree, a lot of people like, all the time. Like usually she's also a know, very direct right, villain. Yeah. But I like, I, I don't know with that. It's hard to, it's always hard to tell because I see shit on like the right wing corners of the internet um, that I, fucking around and and it's things like yeah that fucking fascist communist pig like i don't you can't call someone both of those i don't think you get how okay never mind yeah yeah you know like that fucking cuck antifa's you know like he doesn't do anything they're the real nazis antifa's the real fascist like i want you to really pick apart that sentence my dude like antifa are the real fascists like yeah because it's like you just you're just throwing words that you don't like and thinking that it's going to stick because it's going to resonate with somebody and you don't really care. Yeah. Like you're just, you're saying all the things that you know are bad according to whatever your circle tells you is bad. And you say that against someone yeah. you don't like, cause you don't want to say that you don't like them for any sort of like introspective reason or, you know, thought out reason. <laughs> Sorry. Like it's a Stormfront. It, I can't tell you, I can't Sorry, tell you how uh, cathartic like Stormfront was for me to see. Cause I've so, been oh, years I, I, in this shit. I strongly prefer her during when she's just, doing like a pretty good job of like being a social media influencer and clearly like when she's all like, right not drumming, when she's yeah, drumming as, up yeah. fear and like controlling people in yeah. a way and like not doing it super directly like not saying hey attack people you know um <laughs> but the thing is she but I, it's like later that- later on they start losing the threat they they, it starts getting a little too obvious and then she just then she's like yeah because i'm a nazi <laughs> and i speak german and she it's i don't yeah. know why i want well, to do the social media thing really i just want to be a nazi no she no no no. i i disagree there i think the the nazi stuff comes out in literally like the penultimate episode or the penultimate maybe the last episode like that's very her reveal of that is only to homelander at the earliest it's we we know as the audience obviously and that there's a dramatic irony happening. it definitely colors exactly the situation but like in terms of her, she never intends to reveal that she's a Nazi Nazi. She just wants yeah, control. I'm, and I, I, so I'm I not give, talking about her. I'm talking about the show revealing that to us. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. I right. see. I, I, and like, I, I it's just the, to me, 
if she was like, yes, I was a Nazi back then. This is how I'm doing stuff now. And this is like my personality. Now I've evolved over time to be like this more insidious type of form. But she's still at the same time full old school Nazi, right? Well, but Dude, that's also... Like, I don't know how to tell you, man. There's such a massive bridge people... between her personality that is no, not... No, but hold on. Yeah. But I'm saying like uh, yeah. people people who like really push this shit the people who are at the are. core of things like adam waffen or fucking proud boy well, not proud boys he's, he's a jackass but like patriot prayer like uh these people are old school nazis yeah, I, so, george lincoln rockwell the guy who invented the term white power and the national socialist people's party of america like was doing nuts like fucking um the Holocaust goal is nihilism the same. in the 60s I, yes like I, they are literal nazis i understand yeah. that so like i liked that connection to draw like no 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 like just because they're alt-right and richard spencer you're like yeah but, but there uh, is her a speech threat. where she yeah. goes like People love what I'm saying. They just don't like the word Nazi. I, uh, I like that. That was the theory for her character. Yes, I fully understand that the goals and the belief structure, and many times are the exact same thing. I'm saying personality-wise. I'm talking about characters here and saying things yeah. like they just don't like the word Nazi. Like sometimes it's like it is not earned at all. Sometimes she just like drops the line, and then it's like, yep, we that was good writing because I said Nazi. Like the I don't I don't I don't think that the writing was that good for a lot of the stuff. What that she does. don't you? How is that not earned? I'm confused. Because the the setup so far is that she is espousing things that end up causing violence and you know discrimination and sort of things, and then she finally says that. I'm I'm confused as to what isn't earned about that. Like, or so, if you could articulate what what you mean by that. Yeah, I mean just. In general, when you're writing dialogues and character, I feel like it's a it's a good thing to not just have the characters state what they are and how they feel and like that's it. like not to just give it all to you. Like some of the I like there to be a little bit of a discovery process and like a, a talking about like what their actual intentions might have been instead of them just saying everything very directly, you know. No, sure, but I'm <laughs> my confusion is that this is all end game stuff. This is all like back end of the thing she says that in episode eight if i'm not uh if i'm if i'm correct like she says that at the end she basically is saying that to the boys and to you know start you know the people the good guys in quotes um like so, around her and she's sort of like clarifying that and then it's oh you know like the finale happens i so let's take if a, she let's had take been a, saying that if she had been saying that in like episode two, I would be like hundred percent. Yeah, this is fucking stupid. She's just so then let's take an easier example, right? Homelander. Yes. By the end of the first season, we we can talk at length about what his what is actually going on in his psyche on on the inside, sure. and like what he cares about, and like what things drive him, and which particular type of evil and corrupt he is. By the end of the second season, he's jerking off on top of a building, yelling, "I can do whatever I want." Which is just kind of feeding yeah. you like, nope, it's this. It's this one. It's directly this. See, I thought... Sure. Like, at the... Okay, so I read that I, literal yeah, I get, that I last moment differently. There. I get um, what you're talking about, but continue, Taylor. Sorry. So if we take if we take that last moment out, right? Um, the last jerking off thing out. What I... I, I what's the actor's name? Anthony Starr. Or, or Anthony again? Starr. Anthony, Anthony Starr like nails a, a lot of beats in this sh yeah. show because mm -hmm. there are times where I, you're confused like okay are you loving ryan like a psychopath where it's only how much of yourself that you see in him and so like anything that deviates from that is hated and punished but there are also moments of like legitimate 
tenderness or mm-hmm. you know like the the facsimile of tenderness that he gives to Ryan a couple of times while also like experiencing something deep for Stormlight but at the same Storm time front. you realize like okay you don't understand what it means to love somebody like you, you like we know this about the way that you were raised like as a lab yeah. rat and then we have the the doctor talking about that at the same point so like your entire psyche is about like I am the golden god I can do anything in the world and then you have vulnerability for the first time when you legitimately develop some sort of attachment to this Ryan kid because you see yourself in him like psychopathically but there's also like a connection and then all of it all of it is ripped away and so he's like well yeah I'm the strongest thing on the planet and it means nothing so like I feel that last jerk off scene is like some desperate and sort of um, like mulish way to reestablish for himself like uh, no I I am the strongest. Fuck it. I can do anything I want and it feels so fucking good. I got no other way to express this. I thought it was a really cool moment. I I think I see what you're saying. I I have a question for you guys because I don't... The last scene, like the final, final scene is him at the press conference, right? With the eyes. Is that Um, the last thing or is the jerking... I feel like that's the last thing and not the jerking off, but I could be wrong. Oh, you know, the very last thing where, like, the Citizen Kane shot? Where he's, where it's just zooming Um, in on his eyes, and he's, like, his, his, his voice fades out as he's doing the, the, the press conference thing. I'm not, I I feel like that one was before, but I think that's, like, a much better way to, to do the exact same thing. Well, because that shows up, I, well, that's what I'm saying is, I don't know, and the problem is we can't, like, go to the tape and fucking (laughs) look at it right now. Roll the the clip. Roll the clip. (laughs) Yep. Fuck you We got a clip. But, like. I if if the jerking off was the end, I'm more leaning towards like I get what Jorge is talking about a lot more. If it is the eyes at the end, I I think Taylor is more on the button with like he is grasping because he's doing it while he's so like he gets like I can do whatever I want. Like he's trying to like convince himself of it mm-hmm. a little bit is what it sounded like to For me. Sure. Um, but it's very I don't know I <laughs> as a show. I'm not surprised at how explicit some of the dialogue was here. I think there is an increase in I'm here's what I'm saying out loud in this season, but I also I also think because there's at least some conclusions to storylines, it is all right to do it as in to formally say what you're talking about like I think a lot of the stuff with Billy and uh, Rebecca is interesting because some stuff finally does get said and some other stuff doesn't, which I think they do actually have a fair amount of restraint on that um, on that relationship, especially towards the end. Um, but I don't know. There's <laughs> speaking of Billy Butcher, I I got this note from our last episode of this this show is called The Boys. And we just didn't talk about them at all during the first episode. Like, we just passed up. We were just talking about the seven. The seven are great here. Let's talk about Didn't mention a word. We mentioned, like, one word about the boys themselves. Um, and I think some of the boys get a really great um, arc or at least coverage in terms of character in this season. And I think some of them get... Not necessarily sidelined, but they get diminished in what their character arc is. 
Um, I I like the one Frenchie has. That's what I'm saying. I like, like, Frenchie. so I like Frenchie's deal. More the whole Frenchie. time. So I think. Yeah. I think season one had a great Huey arc and um, some pretty good Mother's Milk stuff. Which, by the way, just for a quick, it's we're in spoilers. What the fuck am I? Why would I tell you? Um, season one was pretty good with those two, and then season two was very good. I thought with Billy Butcher and with Frenchie specifically. I've liked Frenchie the whole time. Yeah, I thought he was great yeah, since the first time you see him, and he talks about fucking Petit Huey, and he won't stop calling him that, which is just yeah. great. Like, I'm like six foot, man. Yeah, exactly. like, can you lay off? Yeah. <laughs> like shit like that. Um. Yeah, there's uh, yeah. again, there's some stuff with like with Wee Huey, his whole deal <laughs> about like attaching too much to people. Somebody comes up with it at some point and everybody's like, oh, that is what he does. And so everybody just takes turns telling him that's what he does. And he's like, that is what I do. I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> hey, Starlight, I've stopped doing that now. That's his that's his plot line, dude. That is it what is all the dialogue what? for that plot line is. <laughs> I, yeah. but I disagree that that's all it is. Like, <laughs> I <laughs> no, I'm exaggerating. About is, keep keep in mind, I do, I did enjoy watching this, and I do like this show, and I'm not going to stop say, watching it. But. Yeah, these are all these are essentially not necessarily nitpicks, but like these are essentially like we recommend this show, no matter like all of this is still go watch this show, but we just have things to say about it. Um, this is how I keep my my opinion valuable. I gotta I gotta be honest when it's <laughs> lower. To, exactly. Because no, but honestly, before it was like I I was there for those like chilling conversations that we were having about like corruption and things like that. And now it's it's more of my, my like my, my, my pulps, my pulps. It's for my yeah, my two, two fisted action. I <laughs> fighting Nazis. You know, like I do love I do love. Just action-packed, fight Nazis, people doing crazy stuff, and the thing and is, that type of corporate corruption. And the thing is, I feel like you're running into the issue of like this is really happening. <laughs> like the and and again the 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 Neil scene should fucking like is in a window into this of like this is real. Like there was a very clear. I I totally agree that it is a little bit more explicit this season. But, like, also there's, like, just straight-up calls to action. Like, there's no fucking around with it because those pulp villains exist now. Like, Mm -hmm. Red Skull isn't fake anymore. (laughs) Like, there's people who are Baron Zemo and Hydra agents in real life. So, like, having them in here, I get how it makes it feel more, you know, fantastical and pulp. But, like, they exist. (laughs) I... I... To me, uh, in one character's lines, I think you can kind of see that flip. So in the first season, Homelander says a whole bunch like, no, you're you're, you're the, the real, real heroes, heroes <laughs> in this sort of tongue in cheek way. And that flips like at the beginning of season two, he's still saying you're the heroes. And it turns into I need you to be the heroes, um, like turning it into that call to action. Like when he's with Stormfront, like we need you to do we're yeah. not gonna say shoot somebody but you know i like when he says you're the you heroes know. right before he flies off when there's the the, the protest yes um, <laughs> yes <laughs> so goddamn funny Those, all that oh stuff is God. really good that was the coolest reveal to me um fucking our clear aoc victoria uh, House oh, of yeah. representative from yeah victoria uh, from the bronx and then her Ending up being the goddamn head explody person. That was fucking. I should have seen that coming. I did not see that. Me coming. too. I I, I, I didn't see it coming. Out. I do like. Oh, I, it. 
but I am I am down for it. I like I'm excited for it in the same way I'm excited for like a next season of Supernatural, dude. I'm telling you, <laughs> this is Eric Kripke, and I see him back up to his old games. The whole thing was off the fumes of the power of the comic book series, and now he's back to his old games. I'm gonna love it, and I'm probably gonna I love t- it far <laughs> longer than anybody else is willing to put up with it because I like this kind of stuff. But my point is that it's not just the presence of pulp villains because <sighs> it's Nazis. It is the actual writing. The narrative structure and the dialogue. Uh, like. <laughs> I love just going. I'm gonna be. I'm jumping on. I have my front row ticket, but I'm telling. I just you. don't think you guys know where this <laughs> is going. Exactly I see everything. <laughs> I, I liked that for two uh, different reasons. One, I always give a writer props if they can surprise me. Like really, truly Agreed. surprise me. Agreed. Like, it, yeah, because I, I thought I really thought about like, I don't know who the fuck this head blowy up person is. I thought it was Stormfront, like some version of her power was going to be revealed or something or like, like I had, had no another, idea. Yeah, like, they had a exactly or like, person yeah. to throw us off. Yeah, I think the, that, that red herring. Uh, Cindy. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, Cindy. Yeah, that. So again, just again, like, well done, guys. Like you guys had me focusing on so many other things that I don't know if I didn't think of it. Or uh, you really pulled the wool over my eyes with that one because I did not see AOC turning into fucking I'm gonna murder scanners, the head yeah, of Scientology. Like, <laughs> yeah, scanners. Yes. Um, I fucking, did. Yeah, I did enjoy that the first. So Reina is the the CIA mm-hmm. person is the first one to get her head blown. Rainer, deputy director. Rainer, sorry, thank Rainer. you. Rainer. Air, yeah, um, R-A-Y-N-O-R. Uh, but the line or like <laughs> close to the line at the end before she gets her head blown up is. It's a coup. Vought is whatever from the inside, and that's the thing that caused her head to explode. With her being a congresswoman who is on the inside Damn, of the U.S. government, you know what I mean? Like right. shit, like that is like, oh, that's pretty fucking good upon reflection. Like, um, again, and it also speaks to like the forging of conflict by having Vought. I let's look. We don't know because she it was just a reveal at the end of the season, so we don't understand like who or why what she's doing. But like, presumably she is involved with Vought on a positive level. Like she is with that. So like again, they fostered more conflict. All they did was just continue to foster conflict. If that's the reason, if there's something, yeah, I don't. Else, I don't think she's. Like, I don't think she's with Vought. I think she's just found a very smart way to cultivate power. See, right? Like this she is can't get caught as long as she doesn't. It's true, she keeps doing but, I'll, it that way. but I'll say this. All of the blowing ups are to help Vought. All help Vought implicitly. She blows up Adama, which was hilarious that his name is Adama with the whole Edward James almost talk. Um, Alistar <laughs> Adama, he, she blows him up when he, black, when he realizes, when she realizes he can blackmail a bunch of other superheroes, um, which are all Vought people. Uh, she blows up, Vogelbaum and all the people in in a reminiscent of Batman versus Superman scene. She <laughs> blows up a fucking hearing in Congress. Um, reminiscence of the fucking Red Wedding. There's from a G-O-T. lot. Exactly. Like, Jesus. Well, yeah. it's more of just how blatant. Also, this entire season is like, yo, DC Comics is for ridiculous nerds who suck. Like, fuck you. Um, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> they reference Tech Knight again, and I'm like, all right, you guys, just show me Tech Knight. Gotta show just him. Show me Tech Knight. <laughs> gotta show him for season three. Him and I know Soldier Boy is happening because it's fucking Dean Winchester. Is I, gonna see, be I Boy. thought you told us that Wait, before, stop. What? and so we kept waiting for him this time. So every no. time somebody would pop Jensen up, Jensen like, Soldier Boy. Yes. No, not Soldier, no, Soldier no. Boy. No, Jensen Ackles is going to be Soldier is a, Boy. There is a statue of him. I think it's technically a statue of him. 
at, in the park where they're doing the thing, there's the picture of that soul with the helmet doing the thing. I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure that's supposed to be a reference to Soldier Boy. I could be wrong. I feel like but, it was. Um, he also gets talked about in this season as well. He will be, he will be in season three. That's what I know for sure. Yeah, they have some um, posters of him too. Jensen Ackles? Yes, or Jensen Ackles Soldier is playing Boy. Soldier Boy, who is their Captain America. Yes. Who, again, cool. I think I brought it up in the last episode, the most, if you look up Soldier Boy the Boys, the first, like, picture from the comic is him standing there knock-kneed with piss running down his leg. Like, it's fucking great. I'm really really interested to see what they do with him. You know you know which uh, reveal didn't surprise me was uh, Doppelganger as... Uh, Yo! Because the yeah. whole... Well, the, as Elizabeth because from Chew. the beginning of season two, anytime there was any character, I was like, that's Doppelganger. <laughs> That's Doppelganger. <laughs> that's Doppelganger. Because he didn't show up. He showed up okay. that one time in season one. So everybody, I was like, that's Doppelganger. That's doppelganger. doppelganger. Yeah. Like when. Uh, hey, man, even a limp dog finds a hair. At the beginning, <sighs> when uh, when it was Starlight doing the press conferences. Thought it was, it was Doppelganger. Uh, with Homelander. I'm like, that's Doppelganger. <laughs> she's, she's, she's too into it. That's Doppelganger. Well, that was. Can yeah. I, can I, one of my favorite moments of watching this show was Emily doesn't like milk. Put it right out there. So, like, the reveal of Homelander's, like, breast milk fetish is so funny to watch her just... And, like, so when he first walks in to Elizabeth Shue's sex hut and she, like, dunks the milk in her fingers and he, like, so like tongues tongues the breast milk out of the cup oh, that one no. time. Like, just seeing Emily, like, literally shiver next to me. So fucking funny. Uh, oh, oh, so the, good! Sorry, talking you know, like Homelander, now watching the first season. Uh, yeah. It also reminds me that when I was when I'm when I'm talking about some problems with the narrative structure as well. The what I had more trouble this season believing that he wouldn't just go ballistic all over everybody. It's particularly when uh, yeah. he's talking to the guy from Vought. What's his name? Stan Edgar. Yeah, when he's talking to Stan Edgar. I thought Stan Edgar was going to be like, I have a, a self-destruct switch built into you or something. Cause I'm like, I've suicide squatted yeah. everyone and I can blow you like, up sort of thing. Yeah. That's the only way this is going to work out. But he was like, no, what did he even have over him? What did he? He was just like, no, you're so a product. We don't care about you. So you should feel bad and not kill me. Like what? <laughs> no, because like he recognized, I really liked that exchange. Cause I thought um, fucking John Carlo, whatever John his Carlo last Esposito. name is, the actor. He's fucking awesome. Esposito, like. Yeah, he nails it. Like he loves that that kind of evil. Yes. Great casting choice. Like, they saw him as Los Pollos Gus Hermanos or whatever. Bad, yes. uh, yeah, Gus in yeah. Breaking Bad, and just like him yeah, Storm Chicken Brother in Breaking Evil or yeah. something. According to Taylor. Uh, so it's. <laughs> so, I'm trying. I'm like, all right, sorry. So anyway, um, Homelander walks in and like tries to make the threat. Like, look. In addition to being a superpower, like as a person, I am your most valuable commodity here like so i deserve to run this company in the way that i you know like used to talk to elizabeth shoes stillwell's character um about and he's just like okay i am a corporate executive you are a variety of evil i am the variety of evil that controls so many more things mm -hmm. you are not a valuable commodity to this company we are not even the company you think we are we are not a superhero company we are a pharmaceutical company and you destroyed a portion of that when you released uh, Compound V to the world. So thank you so much for giving up our greatest asset, you idiot. And I think it was just such a surprise that in this little volley, he was taken down so many pegs so quickly with this weird story that he, that Edgar tells him that like, I think it's just a moment of 
like shakenness for Homelander. Cause you know, you can always like blow somebody up, but he's still a person. And if you fucking spank him like a little boy, his bottom's still going to feel red. Even if it doesn't get red. Know what I mean? Yeah, I think I do do know what you mean. Um, the the interesting thing with Stan Edgar was how much power and influence he both had. And I, I think what I liked about this season was how much they they were pushing Homelander to the edge. Like, there is a lot of, like, the Compound V, that, that whole thing gets released to the public of, like, Vought made superheroes, you know, that none of these people are born or chosen by God or whatever the fucking storyline was in the first season, which... Yeah, you don't hear the word super able yeah, again. Yeah, but, like, that gets released out there, um, the Stormfront being a not... Like, a lot of their stuff gets exposed to the public, and you see Stan Edgar doing a lot of maneuvering of, like, okay, let's do this, this, and that. But it also starts making Homelander more important or like have more of a share of the situation in Vought and as well a lot of his a lot of his PR stuff gets taken away too like he starts getting booed at certain things he has to result to this Nazi shit that which is great because <laughs> there's the one line there's one line where Always they're hanging works. out with Ryan yeah where Stormfront and Stormfront Ryan and Homelander are together and he's trying to get him like he it seems like he is honestly trying to just help Ryan, even though he's frustrated because yeah. he's a fucking egomaniac. But, like, he's just... He's trying to get him to use his laser vision, and he can't, and he's blah, blah, blah. And then Storm, Stormfront just starts talking about white genocide, and there's this one cutover to yes, Homelander where so he's like, good, huh? Like, he's like, whoa, what the fuck? And, but yeah. Like, yeah it's like, like, this girl's fucking crazy. crazy. <laughs> so funny. Like, I don't know. It's just really he, fucking yeah. Bad. He's I like, this that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard because she does that that like reappropriation. <laughs> she, yeah, and I love because she does yeah. that like perfect reappropriation shit. Like there are people who are gonna treat you badly just because of the color yeah. of your skin. <laughs> it's called white genocide, and that's when they do the cut. And he's like, huh? Whatever, <laughs> sure, whatever. I mean, if kid shoots lasers, I'm on board. Fuck it, you know. Like, oh my god, it's so fucking good. <laughs> Yes, even if the that dialogue there's a little sloppy, the the some of the some of the actors still selling it sometimes, dude. He yeah, he sells the shit out of that that look. I don't know, I feel man. Like that's that's like, probably him. That shit was some of the most realistic writing of that shit. Like if you want to find something horrifying, look up We Are More Than We Are, We Are White, uh yeah. which is a Lion King parody on YouTube yeah, like- <laughs> for white supremacists just, in order to get little kids on board in that same ham-fisted yeah, way. Don't like, give that view. Oh, fucking horrifying, but, yeah. dude. Like that that like the way that she said that yeah. to that child like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, but that shit happens on forums all the goddamn time. That was that was absolutely I'm, Art Mirror's life right but there. But I I just I'm a believer that like you don't always you don't really want fiction to be exactly like real life, you know? Like that's not what makes <laughs> it good, you know? So it's not so wait, it's too pulpy. It's too realistic. Like, I love tell me, that. Harry, what it's, do you actually think here, buddy? It's too. It it being too realistic makes it too fake. I I that's an interesting. Yes, I and do all, know. And no, and for different reasons. There's other things that are too I pulpy. Was, like I said, I it's not say, specifically the Nazi stuff. I don't even. I actually don't even disagree with that. I actually think there are. I think sometimes fiction. It happens a lot with. Um, it happens a lot with a lot of historical movies and stuff. Like there's the example of. Um, 
one of the big examples is Gladiator was going to have like billboards and advertisements for Maximus. And they were like, no, this looks stupid. When in real life, gladiators had billboards in ancient Rome. Like they were sponsoring right. olive oils and like shit. Like, like it was real, yeah. but like doing it would have looked too thin. Right. There's that there. I, I get what you're talking about. And it, it, it's an interesting thing in this season of the boys, because there is that optics of realism. And the first season has that very easily even though it's an absurd, you know, fantasy, essentially a fantasy situation. Mm -hmm. Like, they do, I know what you're talking about, whereas this is a little more direct with some things that end up hitting their nail on the head, which spikes it all the way into the ground and shoots it out the back, making it look like it's fantastical yeah. sort of thing. I don't know. So I love the point, season. and I Like, the yeah, first but. season, I yeah, I do too. The first season is great because the only fantastical element, right, is that there are people with superpowers. Everything else is literally status quo. You know, like, commodification yeah. of whatever. Athleticism, there's corporatism, whatever. This one, same thing. Like, the same, like, people take advantage of a cultural moment and infuse hate because hate is actionable and a call to purpose is both something for violence and for advertisement, and it works. The only thing that, like doesn't work for me is that when it's exposed that Stormlight Stormfront's a real Nazi that like she has a backlash like you kidding me Stephen King's a fucking senator and he's got a fucking like white supremacist flag on his desk and we don't give a shit way, like, Steve that's King. the only part like Just, I was gonna say I'm like am I missing Stephen King, Stephen King, King. No. rule Steve King Steve not King Stephen King is a white Steve supremacist King, the bastard yeah, like, yeah. but just like yeah it's like okay so they're like it's now damn it I'm starting to b agree with Jorge here like there's a couple of things that end up being more fake because of They're the way accurate. they wanted to make it yeah, realistic like, yeah it's too like yeah yeah damn it I, I, all right no, fine. it gets so to the still, meaning, which is a, it is a great point to bring up of saying like how you view something matters the medium is the message in some case like how me watching a show is different than me reading a book or reading a news article or watching news on the TV. Like the aesthetics and the optics of it matter. You have to write it in a way that makes your audience buy into it. Yeah. And uh, th things might also be a little bit different for me with a lot of the Nazi stuff because I'm heavily involved in like leftist anti-racist sure. work right now. Sure. Uh, so like I, I just have a slightly different perspective on all of that. But uh, I, I think it is my point is not to poo poo it. You know, I love no, still yeah, talking yeah. about this stuff. I'm saying I'm down for this ride. I think you all will appreciate mentally preparing yourself because it's gonna keep going <laughs> it's this gonna way. Get more and more. I don't see it bouncing back. You know, I'm. I think we're we're looking at a full supernatural run if they don't get cut off. Like, oh my god, I. <laughs> I mean. Right now, it's the ratings killer for Netflix. It's the first Amazon original property that has beaten Netflix shows, um, like head to head. Like I, I forget what the fucking metric was, but there was some great to do about like, yes, this is the first time Amazon's managed to make one thing that is more popular than what's on Netflix. <laughs> I do, I do thoroughly love that when you go on the Prime Video page, it's just like the boys, the boys, the boys and is the only show on Amazon Prime Video. There are no movies. There are no shows. There's nothing. It's just the boys. The Watch first, the boys. The first row of covers is just it's one ad that is in. one ad. 
that's like all together makes up like the one ad. But you can click on any one of those so five funny. and it all leads to the boys. the boys. And above it is a solid banner for the boys. <laughs> it's A-Train doing this and then there's so Carl Urban funny. all the way across. Like it's just, it's amazing how fucking vought they are with the boys. Oh. Quick, name one other Amazon original TV show. I mean, Go. I can, but that's... Not. Yeah, I can too. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel... Utopia, the man in the high castle. That actually looks really good. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I want to watch that too. It is pretty good. Uh, no, I'm not going to lie. Both those, I love both. Well, I like yeah, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I need to watch more of High Castle, but like literally got erased from my mind when they yeah. said like this is the first Amazon <laughs> yeah. thing to beat Netflix. Like, yeah, I guess they have only made Everything crap else. before. <laughs> they just like erased Rachel. Uh, what's her name? Uh, the actor from Mrs. Brosnahan. Maisel. Rachel brosnahan like yeah her amazing performance like yeah right out the yeah. window sorry boy swept that right every under the other rug. show got uh, evicted from its home and moved into who caresville because of the boys like yeah, right. they were like we don't give a yeah. shit anymore so um yeah can can i give major comic book spoilers can i give like any yeah, of, of the comic books spoilers because they're yeah. no longer possible in the tv show okay so formal notice for comic book people but if yeah, you're planning right. on reading it, do not, because this is like a, a like a big thing throughout the whole comic, and it all culminates in this good point. I kind of want to read them. I, oh, well, is then. this going to ruin it? It won't ruin it. I mean, the whole thing is good and worth reading. It's like closer yeah, to the first Yeah, hold on. I'm just going to take my headphones off really quick. Give, give me two seconds. Give me a thumbs up when you're back. All right, go for it. <laughs> okay, Brian, you're, you're down. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's been uh, studies that show that spoilers don't ruin people. So they shove, they shove the, 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 the throwaway joke of, like, fucking up black noir by because he has the tree nut the allergy peanut aller- yeah the tree nut allergy rather uh in the comic book I you don't know what his deal joke. is the I like whole that a time lot, the Sorry, he does weird stuff the whole time like he touches huey's dick and doesn't reveal him when he's like sneaking around their home base or some shit like it's oh he's really weird the entire time at the yeah. end it turns out he's like an extremely mentally unstable clone of Homelander. And they have a massive fight inside the White House between Homelander, Black Noir, and Billy Butcher with the military all outside. It goes absolutely bananas, dude. I'm just saying I was mad excited for it, and I'm now not going to get any of that because they made Black Noir into a fucking joke. I I yield my time. I don't think he's a joke, but I 100% agree that that's rad. All right, cool. Yeah. And I'm back. All right. I <laughs> I, t- <laughs> I don't think they made... Okay, so... Um, the, the, what we can talk about, Taylor, is yes. I'm a little upset that they made... I feel like they made Black Noir into kind of a joke. I, th- I felt like they were making him fucking so hype throughout the show and then also nut allergy like oh it's funny blah, blah, blah. i yeah like what the fuck I that that know. was a bit of a letdown like seriously you guys just left that one on the writing room floor didn't you see, fuck's I sake don't, see, this dude it was always I so awesome it being he, a joke i understand it being a joke i 100 percent get that it's kind of bullshit that he had that however all black noir is done other than this scene for a lot of people black noir is put over super strong he is the unkillable murdering machine like he is untouchable before this he walks there is an entire episode where black noir is the only threat and everyone is fucking shitting themselves they have to blow up an entire house to annoy him not even to stop it like he doesn't get stopped there's no stopping him it's just from a the the leverage like it always is but like he's fucking insane and he's awesome I do 100% get 
that it's kind of shitty that they just did that. But I love him having a specific thing that isn't, like, readily available, but is enough of a problem to be a kryptonite. Like, I give I them also, credit for that and the fact that it was, you have to know about it. If you don't know, what the fuck's, like, you may get lucky with an accident, but I don't know. He walked through an entire kitchen that blew up and he didn't fucking die. So, like... <laughs> that Okay, what I also like is... That was like the fourth time over the season that they had mentioned Almond yes. Joy. Like they they, they set it up. Yeah, that yeah they did. Set it up. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Yeah, it they was totally great. did. Yeah, like that's because I I did. I laughed out loud and then like oh that's that's kind of shitty. I thought he was fucking crazy. Like he killed the whole cell of terrorists. He did. And then like <laughs> nuclear jihadist blew himself up and then like yeah. I'm fine. I'm still gonna murder you, my dude. Because it was it was super um, cool to have like a vault loyal hero who like is clearly weaker than homelander you know and like could be faced by some of the stronger soups like queen Maeve clearly had like at least like evil that's a uh, a draw right now like but in terms of their ability yeah but it was was so good like whenever they're running around everything's peachy keen all of a sudden black noir shows up and it's like nope stop (laughs) it's just like oh not no more not no more dude he's i know from now on he's never gonna have that same feel again they're gonna keep on using it's because we know his weak it's gonna be the same i swear to god dollars like this is the thing the second they reveal a weakness on homelander that is like if he has a physical weakness it's over they've already been fizzling him out that's why i don't like but that's another thing i don't like about the second i actually i don't agree that they've been fizzling i don't know what you mean by fizzling him out all they've done is desperately cling to whatever leverage they can like he is going to go berserk. The, this is the thing about it is the the threat at the end is that Maeve has the footage of the plane crash where Homelander let everybody mm-hmm. die, and like Homelander essentially stops himself. Like there's no like Maeve. Maeve she'll probably lose, but like maybe she could fight him, sort of thing. I don't so, think she has a the Wonder Woman super. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. no, I don't I think, think she yeah, gives like, him maybe they, a little they bit set of it up whatever. Very but clearly. even then, not really. Like, but this well, that's is, why like Vought has on, that on, interest. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. This is the thing about that leverage is, and they they mention this in the thing. Like, basically, they have their foot. They don't even have their foot on his neck. They have. They have something if he cares. If he doesn't, the implication is that he will just start massacring everybody and will step on the the world's neck. Like, if they release that. There's no... He's just going to go dictate. Like, he's going to go totalitarian. There's nowhere else to go for him. So, I I don't think they're fizzling him out. I think they're backing him into a corner and he's going to... I hope so. Lash out is the problem. Like... I do. He just... It... He feels weaker by the end of the second I think he feels weaker because he has feelings (laughs) like or maybe has feel like there's a lot of a lot of what happens is he cares like he spends a lot of time worrying about this or you know thinking about this kid and his relationship to him like he isn't I will also give a preview of apparently Eric Kripke's uh was talking to Anthony Starr and he was like you know Kripke had two words for me for season three of Homelander like basically in terms of notes and it was homicidal maniac so like i do like i that. think that's I where they're like got that. like i think that's what they're also leading to i understand that it does feel a little weak but like an animal has to be injured in a corner for it to be its most dangerous like yeah, here's a question why doesn't he kill queen Maeve when she talks about the video because normally people do and why doesn't black noir it. kill billy butcher when he reveals his video 
they because normally in these types of situations people are like i have the video and it's going to send on its own if i'm not there to stop it from sending every, that might you know. be i i feel like it might be like they get fatigued of just being like yes i have to say that i have the video and it's going to be uploaded for whatever like if you say that every time in this show it's <laughs> oh my god the whole show would be i have this video of something upsetting and <laughs> i'm going to release it and if you kill me it won't matter because it'll release automatically like they like, do yeah, that with people they, they have do a that little with red lamplighter. card they that they just start Homelander. giving to people somebody should make an app Black for that War, like get a lot should, of use. oh my god like I know, right? Like you just have like a business card that has yeah, the monologue. Yeah. Look, I have the video. It it's automatically like, oh, gonna go. I make goes up on Pornhub if you don't help us pop claw. Yeah, I'm a blackmail.io. Also for Black Noir, yeah, exactly. for Black Noir, uh, Stan Edgar is watching. So he call, he sets yeah. up the conversation. Like Black Noir might and he's be like, about do you have the care. video? And yeah. he's like, yeah. He's like, cool. Don't kill him. Yeah, he has the video, so if you kill him, it's going to send itself probably. But I this assume. is the thing. <laughs> but it happened so many I, times. I'm. Mean, you guys didn't. It didn't feel weird to y'all that they're not just like, oh well, I'll just kill you. Then. It's all they have. But because this is the thing about it, and this is the ben, this is the thing about the show is these people are egotistical. Like, or sorry, the superheroes are egotistical. The uh, Edgar is a formal pragmatist. Like he is like, this will drop money, and I won't make money if this happens. So I am going to stop. Like, but he is killing formally, that like, means dollars. it doesn't get released normally. That's why almost in any other piece of fiction, they're always is, like, what if I kill you? I then? totally, no, no, I agree. And what I'm saying is they've definitely talked about before in the show, unless I'm wrong. Like, they have had the situation where they've gone, it doesn't, you can't, if you kill me, it'll still go out. <laughs> and they just can't say that every time they do this because it's the <laughs> only leverage the boys ever have. Like, Mallory doesn't you know, there's, there's a scene I with wonder, Lamplighter where they're in an abandoned fucking warehouse and Mallory just shows him the video like she talks to me she's like ooh yeah, that's, that's an interesting time. position and a Lamplighter okay, would have just I, gone I'm curious <laughs> <laughs> but he did. yeah ex- and I, I love one I love that they make fun of him oh for being God, a major so oh, like with I, this stupid <laughs> fucking like cause I'm not gonna like it's so fucking funny that they made that prop like eight inches too tall yeah. for that actor so fucking it's funny! Like, it's um, so big, dude. It's, it's like meant a to be light. the stick that lights the the street light lamp. That's the whole gimmick. He's a lamplighter. Oh um, my god! Yeah, um, but I feel like uh, Billy Butcher does have a few lines about like these videos aren't like the MP4 on this phone is not the only copy of this video I have. I have but it. This in the is cloud. also like you're killing me. But will this do is nothing. also the thing. Like yeah, I feel like they hit. He had that line. And, and this is also the big thing about a lot of these characters. Black Noir maybe not so much, but that's because he's an Edgar. You know, he's he's. Stan Edgar is really the person he's leveraging here. He's not leveraging Black Noir. Mm-hmm. But, like, they care about their image. Like, this is Oh, no, more I believe important. the blackmail. That's like, what I'm saying. I believe the, the, the thing itself. It's just, like, the, <laughs> I'm just, just talking that's about... the only... <laughs> you want Homelander to run up really fast, grab the phone, and rip it in half, and go, now what, bitch? Like, and then he goes, and... I have, you know, bubble... Or YouTube. I have somebody waiting, YouTube. or it's like, it's going to upload on YouTube. And yeah, like, you I know. really just think it is for expedience of, like... I, they, I, you know what I mean? I, I, I agree. get your I point. Would, I, would I... Want this, I would also want to skip it, but you can't. It feels weird. It doesn't make sense. I... It makes, to me, makes okay, the writing now... feel weaker. I, I guess what question. you're saying, but I disagree. So here's a definition. I get what you're saying, though. That's I think, fair. I think we're challenging <laughs> what like a realistic dialogue would be because for you that makes a logical sense, right? 
like, uh, no, there's this blackmail and you have that video. Like, what if I just remove that versus like <laughs> another person might come to the same situation. Like, and in that moment, moment of panic, oh shit, you have that video, that calm, logical next step. Like, well, so what if I just remove yeah. that? No, no, no. The only thing on your mind is the panic of the blackmail. Like, and I feel like that is what they were leaning on more than there are no logical holes to this. Like, no, of course there are logical holes, but like human beings have logical holes, but they get along just fine. Like they made them panic. Mm, I see. I see. I mean, I, these are, these are all, (laughs) I think like smart, valid solutions to the problem that there is, but I think it is still a problem. I don't think they really cared (laughs) enough to decide on like what their solution to it was. It happens constantly throughout the season. You know, like we've already mentioned Lamplighter, (laughs) Homelander, you know, whatever the third one we said was. Black, Black Noir. Everybody's been getting blackmailed out there, dude. That dude, I can't stress this enough, especially with how like different it is from the comic. Is the boys don't have any anything to combat them with? Like in the comic, they're ape. They take Compound V and they're able to literally go toe to toe with these people. Fucking Huey accidentally kills somebody named yeah. fucking Blarney Cock. Like he fucking like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Isn't that the guy with the God. gerbil? Who can it oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, no, but they, but they, <laughs> so they still, they still can't stand up to Homelander in the comic book, and it's the same yeah, exact course, thing. They course. do the same situ- type of situation, except they have a throwaway line in there. That's just like, and it'll set itself. Different oh, medium. Okay. They do it on TV and movies. Different they do it on TV and movies just... all the time. This is very. Everybody knows that it's just part of the deal. You have to come up with some way for the blackmail to run itself, or else it doesn't work. Exactly. Like that's the. But what if you don't? Then this, like, and then you have, because no, then, then you have shitty little nerds like me complaining about it. But I, I, that's this is that's the, thing. the deal. I'm sorry, that they're laughing the all the way to the bank. Like I, <laughs> I didn't feel this. I one don't know. I, I know. And that's. I think that's the most fair solution y'all have come up with yet. <laughs> Fucking oh my god. <laughs> um, I did. What did you guys think of? So Lamplighter shows up, who was only referenced in the first one, who was mainly referenced in the fact that he best casting choice oh, it's of the amazing. show. So um, fucking funny. I love that it's Iceman from the X-Men movies yep. is now the fire guy. fucking wiener. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sean Ashmore, I think. He's really good. Um, I, thought, yeah. I thought it was a huge fucking bummer. I liked him for what he was there yes. for. but like It was a coming, downer. Oh, coming yeah. hot off the, the comics. Not hot off, but I, like, having read the comics, Lamplighter's such a good reveal. And this was just like, this is what you, you had See, me in anticipation for? Like, you know, I'm not... You know what was interesting was I was shocked. I really thought I was actually disappointed in the intro of him. I thought it got better as his arc like Agreed. continued. Like it was it, it was great at the end, but like they it very strange with how they revealed him in the show. Like it's it was, very so blase. It's yeah, right? very just frank and blase. And like I LOL. knew because I knew he Did was it? cast blase. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? Because <laughs> he's a fire guy. He's got the big lamp thing. You should see Brian's face right now. Anyway, so the thing that was interesting about... <laughs> yeah, like, he just shows up on a call with, with Stormfront, and I'm just like, hey! What? Hey! <laughs> like, that's him! But it's because I knew that he was cast as right. him, so it didn't... So it was a little bit like a sp- I kind of spoiled myself on that. Um, I don't know. I thought he was interesting. I, I gotta say, I have mixed feelings about his revelation that he didn't know that he was burning children. Agreed. I, I, 
I, I, I know the idea of like they're trying to put shades of gray on most of these people, which is I, I can't say it's a bad thing, but I, like I mean the the intent I could see being good putting on those shades of gray yeah. as you said but like the the way that they approach this discussion is in no way like subtle or interesting. it's 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 kind of clumsy i it, the thing is it comes during the middle of frenchie's big moment which i liked a lot yeah like the revelation that yeah. he was like the reason he was fucking off because he he's been dealing with this guilt the whole fucking every episode of the show he yeah. has this oh it'll always be there even in a, even in a little way it will manifest which is which i think is really good um i it's also strength of that actor, say, whose yeah, name I don't. He crushes rate. it. Him and Kimiko are still, I think, two of the strongest characters in the entire show. Kimiko like, is amazing. I think they're fucking. I think they get yeah. really good arcs I'm here too. Find like, their actors. So they reveal what happened, like why he wasn't there to stop to try and stop Lamplighter when he burned Mallory's grandchildren. And I'm like, that was a really good scene. Like that was just you know really good, well put together. Like he was trying to do this and it was his struggle between these two things and how it cost him both of them and how he can't fucking, you know, forgive himself. But then to like say that Lamplighter didn't mean, like, I don't know. I thought it would have been better to have him basically be like either nihilistic or sadistic about what he's hearing where he's like, wow, you're a fucking idiot. Like, you know, but then they would have needed to have like some sort of different plot line. Cause it was very underwhelming for him to be right there. And they're not, like that upset or killing exactly each other or yeah yeah like, yeah like, overall i agree it's just it was it was clumsy and this is just like another one of those time points in the show where i'm like look at the rating you guys something here's not adding up like it did in the first season over it doesn't have doesn't have that smooth like perfectly constructed altogether awesome season that the first one does i'm just saying just saying you can keep pointing them i think out. okay i think uh i think you got a point like that's a clunky that's a clunky moment I think you're ridiculous <laughs> if you think the first season is yeah, perfectly fair, put together. Fair, fair. Oh, it, stop. Yeah, okay, like, amount, I'm sorry. Let's talk about golden calves in reality here. The amount of shit they try to retroactively put on Translucent to make Huey feel bad that he killed him is hilarious. He had a son. Nobody gives a shit about this. <laughs> Translucent, was a, Translucent was a bastard the whole time. Fuck him forever. Like, no. And they're like, ooh, maybe Huey feels bad because yeah. he, he wasn't, you know, that great. No, that's stupid and dumb. Huey should feel bad that he murdered someone, not that he murdered someone who might have been kind of nice to his kid. Like, fuck that shit. You know, that's stupid. I I, know, I think that's also just the, as Also, really quick, <laughs> the actors are Tomer Capon for Frenchie and Karen Fukuhara. Karen Fukuhara is super you. good. Uh, she got, I'm pretty sure she was in something else that... She had no time to actually be a good character in, but she is really good. Like, she does non-dialogue. Like, her body language and her fucking eyes. Oh, oh. the shift between, yes. like, the female from the first season to, like, Kimiko, who is, like, learning to yeah. communicate, like, literally emotionally and teaching Frenchie to literally communicate with her. Like, when they walk out of the fucking drag drug den together in the last montage, like, yeah. You can see the yeah. healing, like in How her, much she's her posture. In like, yeah. yeah, amazing, she amazing. Well. She amazing was choice. also yeah. in uh, the other place I know her from is another superhero film where she was essentially silent as well, which was she played Katana in 2016's Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh god! Uh, to, to try to even out some of my negative and positive comments, something that I liked. Let me do a was, neutral comment. Oh, was uh. No- <laughs> 
You uh, said Bogle shout out your negative glow. and positive comments, so I thought you were like. Well, I've 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 done more negatives than positive. Uh, yes, so I'm gonna throw it a po- uh, Vogel bomb. Yo. Mallory goes in to to be like, "Hey, you gotta help," and he's oh. like, "Do you remember what happened to your grandchildren? I'm not helping you." And <laughs> Billy Butcher then comes oh. in with the exact same reason for why he should help him because he's like, "No, I'm going to do it." So that was, I think. That was hands down Carl Urban's scariest scene ever. Like Him that wasn't the tea. Dude. That wasn't cool. Like that yeah. wasn't like. Oh, it's been so long since like, I've had a good like, cup of chai. Like they, that scene happens in a lot of other things, and there's very chilling versions of it. But like, he's a guy. Like it's not. Yeah. Again, like some villain, like some demon or whatever, and a lot of other things where that happens, and they're like, ha And I'm just, he's just a dude, and he's like, I'm gonna go into that room and. Dash your! I'm gonna bring your daughter in here and dash your brains on the bricks, and then I'm gonna go find your sons and their families, and I'm gonna kill that. And I'm like, oh my god! Like, holy shit! And then he takes a really, really long sip of burning really hot tea, tea, and it's just so like, oh, he funny. needs it. It was just hundred percent serious. <laughs> the this is what I'll also say. So fucking funny to me. It was this so goddamn funny. Scary as hell. Yeah. In, in in defense, kind of of or not necessarily in defense of what happened with Homelander, but were you gonna say in defense of Homelander? No, like it's in terms of the arc of what you were talking about, where you thought he was getting fizzled out. Like, yeah, I really saw the parallels of Butcher and Homelander this season. Like, they're obviously apparent in the first one, but there is a really good clear foil, like continuing of those parallels in this season with how far they're getting pushed and what they're willing to do and what they're willing to reveal basically about themselves and how this kid, Ryan, uh, who is the son of Rebecca and Homelander, Rebecca being um, fucking Butcher's wife. So there's that obvious whole thing, but like how they interact with that kid and how they reference that kid and how they do those things, I think really set up good parallels and then helped them branch off by the end of it. Um, showing that Butcher is a horrible person, but like a good person. Like he's not Homelander. <laughs> like I don't see, I don't, I don't think he would have killed Vogelbaum's family. No, 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 no. I think he would have fucking tortured Vogelbaum, but oh, like, yeah. I yeah, don't totally. think he would, I don't think he would have ran in did, there and grabbed and like, did, yeah. Was it weird to y'all when they're in the asylum where a uh, Frenchie, and mother's milk are go into the office and just murder those two innocent people. That's the only oh, time the, guards, the whole show the that they just shoot random guys. people. That's right. They go because it's it's just he. They open the door and they pull up. They do the like, hey, chill. And the guy just starts reaching. And Frenchie's like, boop boop boop. boop, boop, boop. Don't know what to tell you. You started reaching for the gut. Like, well, it's it. This whole they season, don't even care though. They don't stop. They just keep nope. moving. And they're just like, yep. But it we shows, murder two people. It brings up. Like, it, it, Starlight gets a little bit of this in this season of, like, this is where you have to go. Like, there's she talks about it. She goes, the uh, her and Butcher have to jack, uh, carjack someone to get Huey to the hospital. And there's a point where the guy, like, the situation keeps escalating and Starlight has to finally fucking, she uses her powers on the guy and he falls over and he bashes his head on the, the road and he starts bleeding out, presumably dying. Like, he's presumably dead. And Starlight's just well, he like is now. Starlight's like I would have been like, this shit fucked me up. Like I would have been 
I would have cried for that guy. I would. Oh, yeah, her line is, is uh, the. Her line is the only thing I kept thinking is why'd you have to pull out a fucking gun? Yeah. Like no remorse, exactly. just like come like, on, it, man. I, I think that why was did I? Good. Yeah, it's see for me. It's another point where like I want us to realize that's happening to her because of things that like indirectly because of things that she's saying. I don't want her to realize it about herself and say it and feel okay with it. Like I mean, well, I, guess, she, I don't think she was okay with it. I think she no, was no, shitting we on know Butcher that she wasn't okay with her... us because she told us that she's not really okay with it. Like she like yeah okay, you're right. Show don't tell. That's, but I think they but did there's, show. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to tell us a lot but, in this season, though, because they're doing a lot more than they did in the first season. In the first season, sure. we've got four guys trying to kill Homelander. Dude, lots of stuff happens. And, like, in the stuff first happens very quickly. And stuff happens on the way. In this one, we've got, yep, there's a new villain, but there's also the old villain, but there's also this other thing there's, going on. And also, there's yeah. also, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, there's yeah, also it. quite a few monologues of here's all my feelings in season one. It's mostly because Huey, I think, is uh, saying them a lot in season one that they work more because one, Jack Quaid is a good actor. And two, like he's the fish out of water. So you get this yeah. like you get this leeway of he doesn't know what the fuck's going on and he can he's able to go, holy shit, blah, blah. The, I remember very specifically after um, after. I almost said Stormlight because of fucking Taylor. When Starlight <laughs> gives her... Why are you nobody, fucking Taylor? It's my superpower, which, by the way, bitch. When Starlight gives her giant speech at the ca- the Christian convention that is very clearly her philosophy of stuff. Like, nobody knows anything. All that's like cynic, you know, her cynical nature showing up, which I'm going to yeah. give it there. Two, Huey right after it basically goes, basically gives all of his reasonings for everything. Like, he's like, Robin died and I was trying to figure out and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... It's this thing. That's why I don't think it's that much of a step down is because they were doing this shit early. This might be a I'm revealing the warts that were really there on season one. But like, I feel like this show has been monologue happy a lot, like For throughout sure. its thing. But I got I to say, say the, the first season, it's more of like it's like a culmination. Like it's her boiling point at the, the Christian camp thing. And it's like it just feels more like the whole scene is really about that they've like exploded over the top and they're monologuing now where in the second season it feels more like it just is their dialogue. When I when I explode over the top I tend to monologue afterwards and most girls are not happy about that. <laughs> most girls are upset. And, uh, let me tell you about why <laughs> I brought you home tonight. <laughs> My girlfriend died. Just what? Um, <laughs> I gotta say I was looking for the line that was gonna crack me up as much as you played my butt oh, like jazz. Like... <laughs> um, didn't get it this season. I didn't because it, it's such a fucking good, like, you played my yeah. butt with jazz dexterously and with a willingness to improvise. Like, I don't know. I thought that shit was fucking hilarious. Well, and I didn't get, before, like, a joke. Because, again, like, Huey's the only character who can make a joke like before that. Before we started recording, you did allude to a, a, a strong like of the long dick scene. <laughs> the so love sausage. fucking... Funny, yeah. That was that supposed milk, to be the love like, sausage. A, he calls it, it a like love him. sausage. So it's presu- like again, Mother's Milk gives the Fucking name of like, boo, dude. Yeah, they should have the actual guy. I think it is him. Like I think that's. But the, they should like you know put him in a, a costume character. and send him out. And- He's like a Russian superhero who's who's friendly <laughs> yeah. and like anti-government, but does not. I think he just has a massive dick. Not that it. Yeah, no, I don't know. It was still like the funniest thing that funny. I remember this season. That, yeah, you know, like they they're looking through the cameras or whatever, and like 
man, that guy's got a fucking Boy's got a love sausage. And then, That's what know, he said. Like, <laughs> yeah. Boy's got a love sausage. Yeah. I don't know. I loved it. I loved it. Cool. So, <laughs> on the topic of the second season of The Boys, are we friends? I'm a, I'm going to so, let me let me start. I feel like this one's up to y'all. You know where I'm at. And it's it's really like if y'all say no, it's a no. You know, I can't like it if you if you've come ov- more over to my way a little bit, then we can we can fuck with it. We can be like, yeah, probably maybe. It's all it's all I leave I leave it with you. I was very at first I was very like this is the easiest one of like a very easy no like it's just obviously we've had too much but I don't know I don't think while I disagree with straight up points you were talking about I don't I don't think it's enough to say no on if that makes sense like I think we agree on enough stuff for me to say yes but it feels is, very asterisky. I don't know. Is it one of your friends like wanting us to say no more often? Is you know what? Then no. So Fuck mad. you. You're wrong. <laughs> it's no because we disagree. Now, now it feels unearned. Now it's now. It's oh, cheap. what is this? A moment yes, in the season I loved two it. of the boys yeah. for you? Oh, it feels unearned. I don't. Ugh. Brian, Brian, please stop monologuing, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, loved it. Thought it was great. You guys are being nitpicky and you're looking at other things in rose red glasses. Sorry. Be honest with yourselves. It was a great season. Neither of them are perfect. Uh, I love it. Are you in it? Wait, just so do is, it. I love it. I'm loving it. So is your answer no, we're not friends? Oh, okay. Yes. No, you said no. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> you did not make that more clear. You guys clear. are full of shit and we're friends about this. <laughs> Fuck you. You're wrong. We're friends. Yes. No way. Uh-huh. Girls get it done. Girls get it done. <laughs> Girls- Girls, get it done. All right, everybody. You can always find us talking about nerd shit and talking about other nerd shit on our Twitter and Instagram, both of which are at underscore are we friends, all one word, or on our website, r-we-friends.com. Dot com. You can also find me, Brian, and Jorge on our entirely oh, improvised comedy horror Call of Cthulhu show, Outlaws and Old Ones, which is on twitch.tv slash the Outlaws Network every Thursday at 7 p.m. Again, that is twitch.tv slash the Outlaws Network. Uh, also it's a lot try of fun. To play some Halloween spooky games this we're month. Gonna I swear. We're really going to try. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're big holiday slots. You know, we love them. We're, we're having a great time with all of them. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am. I'll, I'll totally admit that freely. So, without further ado, don't be a cunt. I've been Taylor. I've been your love sausage, Brian. And I'm still just Jorge. And we will talk to you next week. I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> <laughs>